don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Guys, this week we had another amazing Facebook Live event on Affordable Interior Designs page. You can catch it live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, or you can catch my audio recorded version here on the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy and have a great week. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Facebook Live. As you can see, I am not in my office. I am actually in my home because my son is here with the stomach bug. So we left work and now we're cuddled up on the sofa. I just finished eating chips and watching an episode of Judge Judy because my son is all about what's fair and right and rules. So I was using an episode of Judge Judy to illustrate those amazing principles because if I watch another episode of Phineas and Ferb, well, I'm going to lose it. So I was like, let's watch something we can both agree on and let's learn about civics while we do it. Anyway, guys, that's the reason that I could hardly put on chapstick, why I'm in sweats, and why this is a more casual Facebook Live. That being said, just because it is casual does not mean it will not be filled with great content. So here we go. And feel free to send in your live questions because even though I'm in a different mental mode, you can still still ask me anything. So first things first, this morning before I came home to be with my sick son, I was on a job site on the Upper West Side. And it's a total overhaul. This client is moving back from Hong Kong. They have nothing. So they were starting from scratch. We've been working on it for about two or three months because people think that when they hire a designer, that we have access to items that we can just install the next day or relatively quickly within a couple of weeks. And unless you're renting furniture, which doesn't turn out to be a very economical or aesthetically pleasing option, then it really just makes more sense to buy things and do it properly. But anyway, I digress because I was working on this project and I was reminded of an old adage that I, because I am a bargain shopper, tend to forget. So I wanted to share it with you just so that you can take advantage of this wisdom and hopefully remember it a little bit better than I do. So I was working on this space and a couple of weeks ago, I had a play date with somebody um, from our town and we were at their house and I was talking to the husband and we were talking about discipline because I happen to be the mean mommy in my neighborhood. Do you guys know that mean mommy who has more rules and is less lenient? And when the kids come over to her house, she makes them take off their shoes and wash their hands. And before they can go home, they have to clean up the toys. And before they can switch activities, they have to put away what they were playing with. Yeah, I'm that mommy. I am. I want to set expectations so that I don't live in total chaos and I am just too busy to deal with other people's mess, even if it happens to be my own children's and their friends. So anyway, I'm mean mommy and he happens to be mean daddy. So there was like lots of kinship and he was saying his whole philosophy around parenting is either you pay now or you pay later, meaning either you're mean daddy now and you set out the rules and some kids like you and some kids don't then you're paying now. So that way later you have a very well-behaved kid or you're super lenient now and you pay later, meaning that your kid is causing you so much grief because you were so lenient with them early on. And I think that's totally true. And it totally validated my parenting point of view. So of course I felt really good about that. But I also realized today 
we ordered this bookcase from online for this client. We actually got two, one that I was going to use near his living area and one that I was going to use near his entry area so that he has a place for keys and mail, but also some display. So we ordered these two bookcases and they really fit his mid-century modern style. I was really pumped because they didn't feel so bulky, but they had a cabinet on the bottom because you know I love my open and closed storage. And I was really excited because they were less than $250 a piece. They were $249.99. So I bought two. I think there was like one review online and it was good. So I felt confident. Let's do this. They both arrive and they are banged up. They are a hot mess, right? The edges are broken. The box is broken. We open up the box and it's just unsalvageable. So we call the company and send it back and they send two new ones. Both new ones are craptastic. The edges are bent. The box is broken. It's horrible. And the quality is like, I was telling my handyman, I said, the quality is like cardboard. And he said, no, this is worse than cardboard. And so I had him assemble one that was salvageable from all the miscellaneous pieces because we had all the pieces from the different boxes. So we could make one bookcase that didn't look too damaged because the, the family is moving in today. I wanted them to at least have something until we could process additional returns. So he builds it. And while he was building it, it was taking a long time. The piece was total crap, worse than cardboard. And I was saying to myself, you either pay now and buy a more expensive item that maybe you don't have to assemble or that you know is going to be higher quality, or you pay later. You buy that super cheap item from the online retailer who's going to get back to you 50% of the time and you call the customer service and, oh, what a disaster. And then you spend so much time assembling this piece of junk and you wind up having to throw it out. Like my handyman probably spent four hours on the bookcases. And so that is $240. Now, not for the client because we absorb that cost, but even I paid later, I'm sorry, yeah, paid later for a cheap bookcase I wanted now. So that's the moral of that story. I gave them some new options because we're returning all four busted gross bookcases. And these new options, you better believe, were a higher price point. They were between $450 and $650 because mama is not going to pay later again. We are paying now. So I hope you all take that to heart and really think about it because I find myself trying to be frugal, trying to watch the pennies, especially when I shop places like Ikea or Wayfair or Overstock, and it just bites me in the butt. So more and more I'm geared towards that mid-level design price point. All right, let's get to your questions. You sent amazing questions this week, and there was one live question last week that I was unable to get to. So I'm going to kick it off with that question, which came from Kara. Kara wrote me, Betsy, how do you make a space sophisticated? So I'm sure you've read my book, Kara. I'm sure you listen to my weekly podcast. I'm sure you've seen a lot of these Facebook lives. In fact, I've seen you on here, so I know you have. Um, and I usually tell people design rules because I don't think you have to have an eye for design. I think that that is a little bit ridiculous. I think it makes people feel like they're inadequate and they can't design their own home. Interior design is just about rules, right? If you follow these rules, you're going to get a great look. That being said, there is one thing better than just a great look, and that's a super sophisticated look. So sophisticated means different things to different people, but I think of sophisticated as relatively high end, 
as polished, as clean. Um, so here are some things I would be looking for when I'm trying to decide how to make my space more sophisticated. I would be decluttering. I rarely see a space that I'm like, oh, that's so sophisticated. And it's filled with tchotchkes. Every surface is covered in crap. So I think clutter reduction is the first step to a sophisticated room. I think another step to a room that you would call sophisticated, and keep in mind, I'm not always a big fan of sophisticated. That's not something that is really in total alignment with my design style. But I do think that every room, if you want it to look designerly, should incorporate that word. And it's something I've been trying to work on because I skew more fun or practical sometimes than I do sophisticated. Little FYI, little secret. I probably shouldn't be saying that as a designer, but it's true. Sometimes I have to rein myself in. Is this sophisticated? Um, something else that would make it more sophisticated is to use a little bit less color. So I think you should really restrain yourself and use a foundation of neutrals and then layer on the color in the smaller touches. And I think that feels sophisticated. My living room, as you saw from my big 8 by 10 rug, as you saw from my throw pillows, is not quite as sophisticated as it is fun because I've used a ton of color. Another thing is you might want to incorporate some high-end touches. Oftentimes, not always, but most of the time, high-end things look high-end. And just a few touches here and there of items that are more expensive can really up-level the look. So make sure that when you're seated, seated on the main piece of furniture in the room, be it the bed, the sofa, the armchair, the high-end touches that you've purchased are easily visible from that primary seating. That way, when you have guests over, when you're lying in bed, the things that you're looking at happen to be those expensive touches that usually feel a bit more sophisticated. So, Kara, I hope that helped. Feel free to send in more questions. And guys, as you're watching live, don't hesitate. Type in a question. I am ready for you, even though I look less than sophisticated today. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love learning about interior design? Want even more info on topics like feng shui, furniture size and placement, and styling like a pro? Then you won't want to miss my online classes. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the shop tab, and you'll find my three online classes there. Take them as many times as you like, whenever you like. You'll have all that knowledge at your fingertips for as low as $45 per class. Purchase all three classes and you'll get a complimentary copy of my book. That value pack is only $90. Use promo code PODCAST to get an additional 15% off your entire order. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com today to get access to your online classes. Hey, did I shower today? No, no, I didn't. I was assembling craptastic bookies. What can I say? Uh, so let me go to my next question. My next question comes from Casey. Casey wrote me, Betsy, I love listening to your podcast each week, and I thought I'd write in with my design dilemmas. First of all, my husband is in the military, and we just moved back to the States after being overseas for three years. When the movers delivered the items my husband and I had in storage from before we lived together, there was a giant safe. The safe is so heavy that it couldn't go up the stairs, which meant it ended up in the corner of our living room office combo. Do you have any suggestions on how to distract from this giant silver box? We are only here for eight months, but it's hard not to be distracted by how unappealing it is in the main living space. 
So Casey, you are a perfect example of somebody who has an elephant in their room. You literally have a huge thing that is an eyesore that is immovable in your living space and you want to know how to deal with it. Going back to my previous tip, I want you to think about the focal points. So in your living space, when you're seated in the main seating, in other words, the sofa, the armchairs, the places where your guests will be seating, excuse me, sitting, you want to make sure that that safe is not in your eye line. So in other words, if I'm on my couch here, which I am, if I'm on my couch here, my eye line is facing forward. I would not want to have the safe on the opposite wall, on the wall that's parallel to the seating. Rather, I would want to have the safe on the wall that's the same as the seating, this wall behind me. That way, when I'm sitting here, I'm not looking at the horrible object, the elephant in your living room. And that goes for my room as well. So I'm in my home today. I might as well just show you. So I have a very long living room, but I have no entry storage. So this is a very old house. It did not have an entry closet when you walk in. And so I had to find a way to store books. Or not books, excuse me. I was thinking backpacks, purses, coats, shoes. But I didn't want it to be something that when I'm sitting in my living room, when I'm looking at the TV or across from me, I just don't want to see that eyesore. So instead, I put the entry piece, which is a wall-mounted coat rack and a bench below for storage inside in the backpacks and purses on top. When my guests are sitting here, the last thing they can see happens to be that entry storage. So that would be my tip for you in dealing with that extra large safe. Let me get to your second question before we log off for today. Your second question was, I am in need of a rug for this space, as well as the floors, which are all hardwood. I think you're just mean you just need a rug for this space. I'm in love with the Navajo Southwestern style rugs. Think Pendleton, but I'm having a hard time finding one that has some color but isn't a rainbow. Do you have any tips? I most certainly do have tips. So rather than putting in Navajo or Southwestern rug, the best way to find a rug in that style that feels more subdued and, dare I say, sophisticated, is to type in on your Google search, so type in on Google search, flat weave patterned rug. So the flat weave ensures that it's that texture that most Navajo rugs are made of, which is a very low pile texture. The pattern ensures that it won't just be a solid color, which so many flat weave rugs are. And then the rug, of course, ensures it's going to be a rug. So you put that in your Google search, and then I love to click the tab that says shopping. And when you do that, and I must say before I hopped on this Facebook Live, I did that, I found a ton of muted, sophisticated, subtle, subdued rugs that have that great Southwestern pattern, but don't feel so bright. So guys, I think that's it for today's Facebook Live. It's been so good chatting with you. Please keep sending in your questions. I love to answer them. I love to reach in the old mailbag and find out what's going on in your world. So you can always leave your question on our Facebook page, Affordable Interior Design. You can type it right here in the notes. Or of course, you can send it to Betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. I'll be back on with you next week. Hopefully I'll have a healthier son. Hopefully I'll have showered and have some makeup on and I'll update you on how that Upper West Side bookcase situation went down.
A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.